So that leaves us um, finally with your life's work that you've done. What do you think women ordained to the diaconate would bring to the church that is absent and has been absent for so many centuries? I think it's the symbolic representation of me and you on the altar. Uh, you know, in the 5th, 6th century, Bishop Gelasius I was all upset that women were at the altar doing what the men did, what the men deacons did, probably in Sicily. Well, I'm sorry. I think women can mix the water and the wine at the Eucharist. I think women can dismiss the assembly. I think women can proclaim the gospel. I think women can participate in the Mass as deacons. And to show the world that women can be ordained means to say that women really do represent Christ risen in the world. And that has a, an extraordinary uh, repercussion around the world where we find that women are so dismissed, discredited, and badly treated. Uh, I think that there is a, a great uh, a connection between the way women are denigrated in non-Christian societies and in Christian societies and the church's insistence that women cannot image Christ. And unless and until the church will agree that uh, I, too, am made in the image and likeness of God, I think the church will continue, particularly the hierarchy, will continue to see the uh, backs of women's heads as they uh, race out the uh, church door for the last time. Yeah, because I think that's happening already, and certainly in Ireland. And I was just going to finally ask you about the synodal process which we had here in Ireland enthusiastically responded to by those who took part, but it was a very small number who did. Um, and the whole issue of women and women's ordination, be it diaconate or priesthood, was to the fore. It was very high, certainly in Ireland. And I know from interviewing Austin Ivory as well that that was the same around the world. The women's issue was there and very strongly articulated. Does that give you hope? Well, it gives one hope only if the people who are making the decisions will respond. I think I find increasingly in the synodal process that the uh, membership of the discussion is becoming uh, less and less lay membership and more and more clerical membership. Uh, Can you explain that to me? Just uh, That's a bit well, worrying. Yeah, well, no. I, I'd say in Ireland, you know, the, the, you say it's a low participation. It's 3%, uh, as I understand it, of uh, people in Ireland or the churchgoers in Ireland participated. Well, 4% is what's necessary for a, a valid uh, survey. So not that the Synod is a survey. The numbers that I have show that uh, 21 of 26 dioceses asked about ordained women. In Ireland, now, yeah. That's the Irish report. Now, as you know, the reports were brought together uh, in response mm -hmm. to what's called the Continental Working Document. And as we speak now, about four of these reports have uh, been published where Continental Assemblies have uh, made their responses. In my research, the Continental Assemblies are very heavily clerical. So while the notion or the question of women is still there, it seems to be less pronounced as a request for ordination. And then as you go to the synod, it's supposed to be a synod of bishops. So who, who will be deciding? But I think the process is more important than exactly what we're seeing today. If we can invoke and instill this process in, in the church at large, we will be able to have a more, as, as the term has come, a synodal church where we're all in this together. 
But every one of the reports that I've seen now from the continental response in Asia, uh, they ask for meaningful participation of women in all aspects of the church. doesn't say specifically ordination, but that's pretty much interpreted. Yeah. In, in North America, they're asking for clarity about co-responsibility in the church mm-hmm. and the question of ordination for women. In Salem, in South America, I found it a little bit unusual that they talk about more instituted ministries for women and an instituted diaconate, which is uh, kind of a scary thing for me because that means it's a separate fourth lay order. Oceana, uh, says that uh, there was a request for women's ordination as deacons, and there was um, a concern that women were still barred from the permanent diaconate uh, and other ordained ministries. So so we'll see what the others say. Ireland participated in the European response. The North American response was really not happy, it seems, about the whole synodal process as a whole, and they were still fighting about the Latin Mass. So, you know, you don't know, you don't know what will happen, but I'm told uh, in discussing with folks such as you suggest, Austin Ivory and Natalie Picard as well, and they've convinced me, and I'm pretty much convinced myself, that even if it seems like it's not working, it's working because we're talking, and we're talking about it. And if the church can move from pray, pay, and obey to a more consultative and a more active discussion, I, I think we'll, we'll, it'll go a long way, and, and we'll continue to... Uh, to walk to me, it's it's only about the question of how the church and every member of the church can assist in the proclamation of the gospel. Anything else is, is secondary. Does this or does this not serve the proclamation of the gospel to the church internally and to the world externally, and particularly on the question of women? I think until the pope has a woman deacon standing next to him proclaiming the gospel. The church has no, really no right, no authority to say that women need to be uh, protected and respected and listened to in the world. And until that happens, I don't think the church is helping the women of the world in any respect, whether in first world Christian countries or poor Christian countries or in uh, non-Christian countries. And I think it's very important for the church to move on this issue as quickly as it can.